0: mm <laughs> What's up and welcome back to where it all began. That's right, Kind of Funny's MCU in Review, where we rank in review and recap every single entry in the Marvel Studios Marvel Cinematic Universe. That includes the TV shows and the movies. Of course, today we are talking about the latest of the TV shows, the first ever animated TV show in Marvel Studios history. That is Marvel Studios' What If. Nick, give it to me.
1: What if?
0: Oh, I hate how it cut out. I hate how it cut out because it made it somehow even nastier and even creepier. <laughs> that voice you hear, of course, is the producer slash producer, Nick Scarpino.
1: Shazam, Tim. I can't wait to talk about uh, this 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 animated series. Very excited. I liked it a lot. Let's rank it at number one. It's going to be fun. going to be a fun conversation. Of course, we also have
0: the big dog, Kevin Coelho.
2: Shazam, Tim. <laughs> this is what this guy said. Right. Nick, I like you just know how to I like get, piss, You know how to get under people's skin. Yeah. You know what I
0: mean? it's the best it's the best so this is the crew we have today because of course one greg miller has the baby he's out for the next couple months doing paternity stuff and andy cortez actually had a really cool opportunity for twitch's hispanic heritage month they sent him down to la he gets to go watch dune before any of us i'm I'm pretty jealous of that it's cool
1: but i'm also holding out for the fact that it was a red herring and he's gonna open that hotel room and a giant snake is gonna bite him right in the abdomen
0: Yeah, I haven't heard from him today, so you never know. Actually, that's a lie.
1: I did hear from him because he sent
0: me his rankings where he wants this, his thoughts on what if. And, of course, Greg Miller did, too. So we're going to get a proper ranking in this one. I'm very excited to get to all of that later. I have no idea uh, where that's all going to shake out. So we'll have to wait and see for that. But speaking of Dune, real quick, if you like – Kind of funny content. We will be doing a Dune review on our other show, Screencast, our sister show, as I like to call it. Um, later this week, I want to say Friday, it'll be going up on YouTube.com slash kind of funny and the podcast feed for screencast. Please, if you aren't already subscribed over there, please subscribe to the podcast feed for both kind of funny screencast and Kind of Funny in Review, because each and every week right here on youtube.com slash kindoffunny and roosterteeth.com and, like I was just saying, on all of your favorite podcast feeds, just search for Kind of Funny in Review, and we'll be right there for you. We come at you twice a week with the latest and greatest in movie franchises, TV franchises, whatever mix that is all becoming in this modern day and age, as it's only going to get more and more confusing. This week, we're doing MCU in Review, What If? Later, we're going to do a rewatch of Spider-Man's Spider-Man 1, where it all began there. The Toad McGuire-Sam Raimi classic uh, leading into Spider-Man No Way Home later this year. Hopefully, fingers crossed, I don't know if you boys saw, but as of this morning, the entire MCU slate has been delayed. Everything. Yeah, I saw that, unfortunately. Everything. Mm, I did not um, see that. That's heartbreaking. Except for Spider-Man and uh, Eternals this year. But Spider-Man, Sony property. Okay. properties, so, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. But everything after that shifted back one hole, one gaping hole, Nick. In the beginning of next year, I know. Uh, but, God, but worry about it. We had, that. We had it later. nice while
2: we had it. You know what I mean? This this yeah. year, this last six months. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And that's not to we're not going to get shows. So sure. yeah. So we'll still we'll still be getting a whole bunch of goodness. But next week we are going to start something that you guys have all been asking for, and that is. Ghostbusters in review, uh, like I've been saying, Greg Miller is also part of that. He pre-recorded a bunch of things before the baby came, so uh, that's going to start rolling out next week, as well as our return to Edgar Wright in review for Last Night in Soho that we're going to be re- about that reviewing next week. I know we got a whole bunch of cool stuff happening. Andy has to watch it, and he doesn't like scary things. I know. I'm pretty excited for right. him to get spooked. Uh, if you want to get the show ad free, if you want to watch it live as we record it, you can go to patreon.com/slash kind of funny, just like our Patreon producers, Molecule and the kind of funny Destiny 2 PC clan have done, and I am just realizing right now there's no way that's right. No way, no how. The correct Patreon producers this time are Pranksy and Molecule. There so you thank go. you both very, very much for but all of your support. Shout out to those other support. Patreon
1: producers who have supported exactly. us in the past. We love you very and
0: much. And the future
2: mm-hmm. of Patreon producers that will support us.
0: We're just thankful. We're just thankful to be here and thankful to our sponsors, Hello HelloFresh, and Uncommon Goods. But I'll talk to you about that later. I don't want to dilly. I don't want to dally. Let's get right into it. Marvel Studios, what if with the uh, dates of August 11th through october 6th 2021 nine episodes ranging from 30 to 37 minutes each uh this marks the first animated marvel studios project of all time but not the last there will be more we know that what if season two is going to happen no date on it rumors are 2022 but we'll have to to wait and see on that Um, but they have hired a whole bunch of people so it seems like there's actually going to be like an animated arm of the the marvel studios uh, Theme. so yeah I, I think we're gonna start seeing some some more stuff i'm not sure if i am groot is going to be animated or if it's cg or something but that's going to be a project that's coming out next year or maybe two years i don't know I mean, a technically, lot of, this
1: was yeah. cg right like yeah that's a good point
0: deep. yeah yeah, but I'm talking more proper live-action right, right, CG, life, whatever yeah, the hell yeah, yeah. you want to call that. Uh, this was created by a man named A.C. Bradley and directed – every single episode was directed by Brian Andrews. Brian Andrews contributed to works such as Star Wars Clone Wars – not The Clone Wars, the OG Gendry one. So that's oh, cool. The cool. 2D one? That's cool. Mm-hmm. And Samurai Jack, My Life as a Teenage Robot – and I was extremely excited to see he directed many episodes of Jackie Chan Jamal Adventures, oh, okay. one of the greatest uh, ca- like cartoons of all time. I love it a lot. So that's very, very cool. Um, he was also a storyboard artist on pretty much every MCU movie since Iron Man 2. So all the way from Iron Man 2, all the way through with Guardians 1, Guardians 2, all the Avengers movies, including Endgame. So that's pretty damn cool. And like okay, I said, category. he directed every single episode in this, making his kind of major directorial debut of a major project over many episodes the music was done by laura and cartman and that's all i got for you because we don't know the budget of the show and there is no box office because it is a tv show mm. how do you feel about that kev you look you look concerned
2: oh no i just found something online that i wanted to share with you that has nothing to do with anything but i'm going to share it to you Great. right there
0: thank you I honestly needed to see this today, Kevin. Thank you for that.
1: <laughs> no for months. audio listeners, Nick, can you please describe what you're looking at? In as much detail uh, as possible. Audio listeners, we are we are looking at a picture of one Vin Diesel uh, with his arm around a live statue of Groot, uh, and they both have the same vacant look in their eyeballs. It's almost like if you blink, you're like, we're not sure which one of them is live and which one of them is a fake person. Yeah. You got to love it. You got to love it. The only, thing uh, this is, the only thing this is missing to him is Paul Walker just kind of ghosted over to the left over his shoulder. Maybe happy can, Creative maybe, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Oh Vin Diesel I love you so much So normally
0: within review we go through We talk about the plot we go like break down All the stuff do the podcast from the podcast we're still Going to do much of that however uh, Since what if is such a different beast uh, Since this is a lot shorter episodes There's more of them all that I kind of Wanted to get a lot of the, the trivia and stuff Ahead of it before we even got into our thoughts On it all because there's some cool stuff here Now that we know what the show is and we have the Understanding that it's a semi-anthology Where it is anthology but it's also All connected there's some pretty cool stuff Stuff, most of it involving episodes that were scrapped uh, that are potentially going to show up in season two or ideas that just aren't going to happen for whatever reason. Uh, an episode pitch involving the Guardians of the Galaxy was suggested for the first season, but it was scrapped because James Gunn told them it's too similar to the plot of Guardians
1: 3. Interesting. So Ooh, that's that's kind it. of a mm-hmm, – We're like, we oh, shit.
0: <laughs> Uh, And then another one, uh, Chadwick Boseman's last Marvel project before before his death was this. He was definitely more involved than I think any of us expected him to be uh, playing the role of T'Challa in many different forms across the multiverse. So I thought that was pretty cool, a nice send-off for him. But uh, a spin-off series for his Star-Lord was planned, but was canceled after uh, Chadwick died. So this is the first ever MCU TV show that was officially canceled that was internally kind of greenlit. Um,
1: so that's, 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 that's interesting That's interesting, that's good they did that though I feel like
2: Oh yeah, no, definitely. that was the right
1: call For sure, that's as opposed to Definitely the
2: right the call voice. It's fascinating though that they were like Man, this is a character we need to explore So much more that we're going to give him a show And also it kind of sets up Like it's The idea that like If any of these episodes Are popular enough, they might Devote like an entire season to them Is pretty wild to me where it's like, I, I'm kind of shocked that we, like, after... I feel like Captain Carter got a very good reception. And I'm a little bit shocked that that uh, she wasn't given... Like, we haven't heard anything being like, oh, hey, maybe we'll do a show with this. Well, it well, too- was like...
1: I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. for it. Nick. Go for no, it. I was, was going to say, but that was that was one of my that was one of the first things I remember saying when we watched that first episode, and and as we as we continued through the series, I was like, I would literally watch seasons of any one of these. If you just took this, it, maybe not Party Thor. I think that joke kind of goes old after a while. But like, watching a whole series of Captain Carter or the T'Challa as as, as uh, Star Lord, absolutely. Why not? Yeah, so what's interesting to me, and I'll talk about this a little
0: more when I talk about my thoughts of what if overall, but I think that going for the Star-Lord storyline and giving it its own series is interesting because space and the cosmic stuff is still one of the areas that is least explored so far in our understanding of the MCU. So I think that could have been an interesting thing to get us as familiar with uh, planets that aren't just nowhere, Xandar, as we are with New York City. You know Absolutely, what I mean? So yeah. I feel like that could have been an interesting thing. But yes, I agree. It's a good call that they didn't uh, go with it. And Kev, to your point about Captain Carter, I mean, the post credit scene of this season, like kind of being her, the continuation of her story, I think is signs that we'll see her at the very least in season two, if not that being a tease for her own show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Disney Plus's more or Disney Plus Day coming up November 12th um and they're going to be making some announcements there and we, uh, knowing that they have the different animation studios going like i wouldn't be surprised if a captain carter shows announced so let's
1: we'll see that's very cool
0: um and then ac bradley pitched an episode inspired by the comic what if number 10 which featured a timeline where jane foster became a female version of thor after finding mjolnir uh but the idea was rejected after they had the, the a big thunder. meeting and they're like, well, <laughs> yeah. Thor, Love and Thunder is pretty much going to do that. Uh, a similar story where they were going to have one where Loki would become worthy and hold Mjolnir. And they're like, well, we have another show where we kind of make Loki the hero. <laughs> so they didn't do that. Uh, and then another one that I thought would be kind of cool is Tony Stark would have uh, teamed up with Pepper and kind of got her in the armor a lot sooner. And they would have explored the galaxy in the style of the Odyssey. Uh, but they realized wow. it was, like, way too big of a story to tell in uh In one in, in one a, episode. In one episode. Yeah. yeah. But that's, it's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, here I, are these. I kind of like the idea of, like, they they thought of a bunch of shit.
2: I <laughs> well, that's hope, what's – Go ahead, Kevin. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I hope that we get um, more wa- what-ifs in the, like, vein of, like, hey, here's a season to play with something. It doesn't even have to be a huge season. Like, a four to six episode season of, like, what if uh, Peggy – Becomes Captain America and it just goes through the story, and we see a little bit more. Because, like, I feel like the pacing in a lot of these episodes is so fast that I would have enjoyed to have a little bit more time with them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then another one that sounds really interesting to me, and I think you guys will vibe with a lot too, as fans of the 90s show, uh, there would have been one where Spider-Man turns into an actual spider. Uh, but the idea <laughs> was Man scrapped spider. because out of the concept art and everything they were going for was just way too dark. And it was like, yeah, like yeah. way too horror territory that they were going for. And uh, on the flip side of that, there was an episode they were working on that had all the Avengers as dinosaurs, kind of in the vein of the Loki crocodile. Okay. You know, where it's like in the multiverse, anybody, you could be anything like there's versions of you out there, whatever, but it got rejected because they're like, this is just too silly. Like, it's just not, it's not working. Um, And then another one was going to have Tony exploring his complicated relationship with his father. Uh, which would have had Howard appear more often in Tony's life and set Tony on a different path. Uh, but ultimately, got shafted because the, there was other episodes that featured Iron Man that ironically ended up not even being part of the season due to pandemic stuff. That was the mm-hmm. Gamora Tony episode. Right. Uh, and then a random fun thing here is I'm unfamiliar with the Rocketeer, Nick. I, I know the box art. Do you have any info on what the Orange, Rocketeer
1: I, is? I remember the movie. It was about uh, a, a pilot who finds a test rocket that's basically trying to that the Nazis are trying to get in America, and he straps it to his back with a cool little helmet, and he becomes a superhero called the Rocketeer. Mm-hmm. And so it's they got wanted a great super soundtrack. cool helmet. Yeah.
2: super cool helmet. Yeah. Uh, super very cool outfit. helmet.
0: Yeah. Very so cool. uh, in one of the in the original episode of episode one, the Captain Carter one, they wanted the Rocketeer to be with Captain Carter. That would have been uh, so dope yeah
1: but so then, i have no idea how that would have worked but i guess time time frame wise yeah it's world war ii so that would have worked out but yeah
0: yeah that's and awesome. here we go <laughs> there's the thumbnail that <laughs> has them together uh, uh but yeah kevin so cool. feige disapproved it uh because of copyright issues so wait that's so wait what were the copyright issues doesn't yeah. disney only Rocketeer? i i think it's just one of those weird licensing things where maybe, they own uh, maybe the character but on. they don't own the rights to have him in animated form or xyz i don't know but it got denied Um, There was gonna be a Captain Marvel episode but that apparently got pushed to season two and then just a fun fact here Michael Douglas this was his fourth time ever voice acting after Green Eggs and Ham in 2019 a 2011 episode of Phineas and Ferb and Liberty Kids in 2002
1: bangers all all of them bangers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought he did a great job in this one. So. He did a great job in this one. So, and again, Andy, that's what's so special about the series is how many people they were able to get back for it. Um, and even even some of the voice actors that weren't the original cast members from the movies did did pretty great jobs. Um, but like, there were
2: you know, a fair amount that didn't do. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: there was a couple that that kind of weren't as good as we want them to be. But again, when you're when you're comparing the voices of like a, a good actor to Robert Downey Jr., it's it's a little that's that's an unfair comparison, unfortunately.
2: I mean, Andy nails it every time. Every time it does, you close Every your eyes. And you're like,
1: is it, is it him? Is it Michael Kane? I don't know. I don't know. That's really bad. You guys
0: see that Michael Kane
1: retired, retired from being an yeah. actor and then 80.
0: unretired? Did he wait, unretire? What? Really? He's officially unretired. Yeah. He's like, I didn't Get fucking out. retire. The fuck are you talking about? I'm Michael Kane. I'm Michael Kane. So wait, so did he
2: didn't retire. It's Someone not retired. retired. It is
0: not retired. Someone tried to retire him and he's like, not today. <laughs> no, he, he didn't say that. I can't do it. Give me, give me a Michael Kane, uh, Ma- not today.
2: Ma-
1: no I can't no. do it oh, no. oh that was so say, I was that. Wayne don't take that so it's that if you piss someone off I know I can't remember why. <laughs> Nick
0: I, I want to start with you like what are your now that we've kind of sat with it we did the weekly screencast reactions so we kind of know all of our gut Thoughts on it. But now right. that we've sat with it, now that we know, now that the show's over, we kind of know where it's at the MCU. We're moving on. We got Eternals in like two weeks. The The premiere of Eternals is actually happening right now as we record this. So that's pretty exciting. I that's can't awesome. wait for every single person to come out and say it's the best movie ever on Twitter because that's how that always works. Uh, but anyways, enough jokes. Nick, what, do you, what did you think?
1: Um, I think this is a perfect medium for MCU TV shows. I I love animated properties, I've loved animated properties ever since I, w- I was growing up in the 80s and 90s. This continues those stories, and I think you can just do more with animated than you can with a lot of live action stuff due to budgetary constraints. And it's not to say that WandaVision and Loki weren't enjoyable, but when I watch those, I can't help but think, man, I wish they had like 20 or 30 more million dollars to throw behind some of these things, whereas the, the cartoons, uh, the cartoon medium in general, I just think lends itself so much more to some of these crazier stories, and I really, really enjoyed the What If series overall. I think it's probably my favorite. Um, spoilers for up in, you know, when we rank it, I think it's my favorite MCU TV like show, just hands down. I just enjoyed the heck out of this. I'm very hopeful and excited to see season two. They could literally take any one of these episodes and spin them off into six more to eight more episodes, and I think I don't, I don't think they would outstay their welcome with me at all. I'm ja- everything you said about uh, all, all of the episodes that got cut or were denied minus maybe the one that's a ripoff of uh, of dinosaurs. Um, I would watch. I would watch Pepper and 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 Tony Stark. Maybe not this Tony Stark, but if they got Robert and Jr. back for that one, that'd be great to have going to and Tony Stark like, you know, uh, gallivanting around the galaxy like the Silver Surfer, for Christ's sake, or any of that stuff. And I just think it's a cool way to introduce characters and try some stuff um, very similar to, literally to Star Wars visions where yes yeah, some of this stuff um it has to sort of fit in Canon obviously when you're when you're when you're dealing with what if, and you're dealing with all these things, like you have to basically touch upon the stuff we already understand, right? Um, but you can also have some fun and you can try some shit. You can have T'Challa be Star Lord, right? You can have uh, Ant Man's severed head be uh, uh flying around with the cloak of um, what do they call it? The Doctor Strange's cloak, levitation, yeah, levitation, and you can you can have some fun with that stuff. And it doesn't have to have these like um, world altering, canon altering moments or, or or ramifications. I just I loved this. I it, it's one of the few things I've watched in a very long time where I'm like, oh, I immediately want more of this on TV. Kevin Koala.
2: Um, When we were watching the first episodes, there were a couple moments where I was like, oh, man, the, the this jump that they did, it seems like kind of absurd and like cartoony. And I feel like the more we watched, the more of that kind of was happening. And uh, it it kind of takes me out of the moment. I understand... That like because it's an animation, they can do crazier things. But I felt like so many times they were going, like they were jumping the shark with whatever they were doing. Where it's like, you know, um, uh, what's an example? Uh, Doctor Strange now has got like just becoming. Uh, I, so many of the like characters seemed so far from who the the characters that we know and care about are. Uh, so a lot of times we there are moments where I'm just kind of like, I don't know that like, I like I do think Thanos could have been won over with the argument, but like I don't like how jokey they're making it with it with the T'Challa like convinced him to stop trying to kill half the universe. Um, so it was just out of all the the, the shows that we watched, this is definitely not my favorite one uh or the series that we've watched that, that mcu's made um i really want to enjoy it and like some of the 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 episodes like i was so certain that i was gonna love like the zombies one because i really like the zombies um comic or the, yeah comic line mm-hmm. um but when i was watching it it just didn't it didn't do it for me i, I felt like there were a lot of missed opportunities that they went and like it's totally okay to create a new story out of an existing I you know like thing like the zombies. but I just didn't love where they took it. and I felt like by the end of the season like every episode was getting a little harder to watch. Um, but once it hit the end, it there were some redeeming stuff and like that's you know, everything is thrown out at that point and like they could do whatever they want. so they have some cool moments. But they also have some ridiculous moments that, like, don't make sense. Or it's like, well, if they have Infinity Stones, you could go to another universe and get Infinity Stones and use them against him. Uh, You know, there's, there's, like, questions like that that get thrown out. Mm -hmm. And um, another issue I had was the pacing. Uh, I feel like a lot of these episodes are hurt because of the, like, time restraints they have. I kind of wish that maybe have longer episodes or... Uh, like, more episodes that are more than one part uh, instead of just being the finale. So, like, let us understand how the character we know becomes the character that you're portraying. Um, and then other than that, uh, I, I, I thought the animation style was cool. And, uh, it, like, a lot of the things that we see are really cool and, like, it's so cool to see, like, Hulk facing off of, you know, someone we didn't expect Mm-hmm. Uh, or Scarlet Witch, go. You know, like those moments yeah. are cool, mm-hmm. and it's it's nice that like we got them. It's cool that the Watcher exists now in in this way. I'm very interested to very interested to see the long term ramifications of what this all means to the MCU. Like I'm very curious to see if we see not fallout, but like the MCU as we know it. Does this affect it, and will like are we gonna meet uh, the Watcher in, in somewhere else? Like, I'm curious to see what the long-term ratifications are of this series. I'm definitely still interested for season two, but uh, I'm a little like each episode lost me a little bit, and at the end they got me back. But uh, we'll go over that more.
1: Nick, go ahead, Nick. And I can see, I can see a lot of those criticisms, right? Like, and that's and that's fair, right? I think I do think a lot of the stuff was rushed. Um, I do think that some of the action and some of the comedy went dipped into a little bit more of this lap stickiness. Um, the one thing I will say is to to counter your argument about the characters not feeling like they are our characters, that worked for me only because we are dealing with this what-if scenario. We're dealing with these like different alternate realities. And so in my brain, I'm like, a kind of this isn't the Thanos we know, right? This is a different Thanos potentially that was maybe a little bit more amicable. I don't know. Um, but I just like that they have a little playground, they can experiment uh with all that stuff. And but I'll agree. Like I, I think I wish each one of these episodes. Actually, I wish a lot of these were just full length movies. I would have the, the, the Vision storyline in general. I thought is so interesting, and what a cool use of the concept of like very simply like what if Vision was was the person that got all the Infinity Stones together? How how different would that be? I just that's that's terrifying and awesome all at the same time. i sorry, not Vision. Excuse me, Ultron. That's yeah. um, what I meant to say. <laughs> uh, that that right there to me is just like. What, why I get so excited for the future of this series is you can do anything. You could actually just keep retelling. Like if you'd have told me, hey, they're going to retell the Infinity uh, uh, Gem or the Infinity Stones uh, storyline again, I'd be like, I ah, don't know. That's kind of we've been there, done that. But this is just a new enough and cool enough take on it. Um, and, and, a, and a terrifying take on it because like what's scarier than Thanos? Well, okay, this incredibly smart uh, robot that can that gets so powerful that he realizes there's like a, a space between dimensions where there are these super beings called Watchers. Super cool, man. And that, and, and we see that and, and they ended up um, getting me, especially in that part where he's like, who said that, right? In the second to last episode and he looks over and he sees the Watcher and he's like, oh shit, right? It like closes the door, but it can't close that much. There's just nowhere to escape with that. So I think a lot of that stuff worked for me
0: yeah i i feel like this is easily the mcu project that i am most conflicted on and that it seems like the majority of people are most conflicted on in terms of how much they enjoyed it and what they expected out of it what they got out of it um and overall i'd say this is one of my least favorite of the mcu projects but i still really liked it and i think that's just a testament to how good and strong the mcu is as a whole um but i i really appreciate the ambition of this show. And pretty early on, like the Captain Carter episode, it was uh, was pretty by the numbers of, hey, we're just going to have one small tweak to something we're familiar with. But I really liked how every episode kind of would flip its kind of foundation of what type of what if story it was telling uh but constantly i was surprised by characters that would show up or locations they would go to or types of magic they would use or like elements that we've been familiarized with uh throughout the mcu in combinations that i just didn't expect and in ways that showed they know what they're doing and like they are Thinking about this as a Marvel Studios MCU show, not just another Marvel cartoon. It's not just, oh, there's, there's Star Lord and there's characters that have been in the comics before. These are MCU versions of these characters, even if they're multiverse versions of the characters we know. And you know, to Kevin's point, um, I think that it's like, yeah, the characters sometimes acting out of out of character, from what we know, in line with that, is the same thing as Peter Parker. Toad McGuire, Peter Parker, Andrew Garfield, and Peter Parker, Tom Holland, all three of them completely different backstories. But it's like they are all being put into the same multiverse, I, assumedly, uh, coming up in a couple months, right? And that to me is the type of thing where I'm hesitantly optimistic At where they're at right now, where I think we're just in a really messy point because a lot of these shows aren't coming out in the order and movies aren't coming out in the order that they planned to. Um, So I think that a lot of this multiverse stuff between Loki, Doctor Strange 2, and uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, What If, and all this stuff, I think if the pandemic didn't happen, it'd be a lot simpler and cleaner where certain terms like absolute point and nexus point point in the rules that I care so much about would – feel a bit more consistent, whereas right now, it kind of feels like everyone's playing by the same rule book, but the language they're speaking is a little different. So, like, that to me is kind of rubbing me the wrong way that by the time we get to the end of this, it weirdly feels inconsequential, uh, even though everything they're doing is the most consequential thing to just open the MCU into a... MCM of like opening the multiverse. And I really appreciate the, and I think I'm alone in this. Like I like the pace of these episodes. I like that. It kind of gets in, gets out, allows us to kind of fill in the gaps. Like I don't need to see the whole movie of first Avenger. I I know what happens. Like I can understand where you're going at. Just show me what's different. Show me the highlights. Show me the greatest hits. And especially when it's going to go into a story that kind of gets everyone together. I don't think they necessarily stuck the landing Um, but they didn't mess up the landing. And I think that's the, the biggest problem I have with What If as a whole is that at the end of the day, it did what I'm looking for from these projects, whether they're movies or TV shows, and that's, introduced me to new elements, ideas, and characters that I want to see more of in the MCU. And The Watcher was awesome. Can't wait to see more of him. And even a lot of these variants, I'm interested. I'm interested in Captain Carter. I love that Haley Atwell could very well portray her in live action in a movie, and that's going to be rad. Uh, this idea of this Doctor Strange that is one of the if not the most powerful being we've seen so far in the mcu next to this ultron but even then the two of them are kind of locked in this thing uh battling each other forever there's a lot of ideas that are really cool and i love that they swang for the fences with this but at the end of the day i think the biggest problem the show has is it's a cool cartoon but it being marvel studios first cartoon animated project i think it had to work a little bit more for the people that are shocked that they watched 24 superhero movies and are this invested because I think this turned a lot of people off and I'm worried that a lot of people are going to look at the Disney Plus shows and be like, eh, I don't, we don't need to watch them. They're not as important as the the movies. And like that bums me out because the more everyone's invested, the more high quality stuff we're going to get. The more everyone's going to care about making sure that the details are nailed. And I can't believe I'm saying this because I am... Dude number one that wants shows to be week to week. I like the theorizing. I like the time between to have these conversations. I think what if would have worked a lot better had they done it like Star Wars Visions and just bulk dropped them all at once so that we can kind of work through it. And anytime you had a frustration, it's like, cool, you just watch the next episode and get a different vibe and then get through them and get to the end. And I think people would be like, oh, they built us something. Whereas this was like, what the fuck are they doing? And I'm sitting here like the watch is getting closer and like, oh, shit, like. Doctor Strange, talk to him and all this stuff. But it's like, I, it was a little too much of a trickle um, for what we ended up getting that I think would have been a lot more satisfying watching over a weekend, but.
1: Yeah, see, I think, I, I mean, I, I think for all the, like for that reason is one of the reasons why I liked it because I didn't, I, I, at first I was like, oh cool, this is not going to have world or universal or multi-dimensional consequences. This is just going to be some cool stories that we talk about, right? And that was one of the reasons why I really, really dug Star Wars Visions. You bring that up and that's a perfect example of like, all of those now, granted, I think they're going to do some spin-offs with those because they're freaking awesome and they should do some spin-offs with those, but all those, are just, it's just fun to be in that world and not have it, not have to have 23 or 24 movies and two other shows and all this stuff like straight in your brain. And I, I think that's going to be, you know, you mentioned them having to keep everything straight. It's all of this stuff is going to get really complicated. I mean, I'm on week to week podcast and if I didn't have Tim in my life and Kevin, in my life, I'd be like, I don't, I'm confused thoroughly with this stuff. Sometimes it's nice just to have some shit that's like a a standalone insular series that you're like, cool. Eight episodes, we're we're in, we're out. You can watch them again. You can watch them week to week, whatever. You don't have to have you know a Wikipedia open every single time to remember who half these characters are. Tim, you were gonna, you raised your hand.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's something that I, I've said a lot over the, the weekly reviews we did for the show, but what I really value me talking about how ambitious this is and connecting these characters and stuff, it's reinforcing knowledge that we have of locations and characters and relationships and seeing zola come back i love that because it's like we've seen him come back in in multiple movies but it's like it just kind of reinforces our familiarity with these concepts and ideas so that they can get a little bit crazier they can add multiverse they can add scrolls they can add Mm -hmm. like imagine how insane it's going to be for even us to keep up when with those variants and scrolls and it's like all this just needs to make sense for people i always go back to how Years ago, no one would know what Mjolnir is, but now it's Mjolnir just a household name. Like people yeah. understand, oh, it's, it's, it's not just, oh, it's Thor's hammer. It's Thor's hammer, and it does this, 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 and this. Thank and you. I feel like this show right. kind of did a good job of allowing us to have these brief flashbacks into old things that we already have in our minds. Yeah. And on top of that, there's the X factor of, but it's different. And that mm-hmm. allows people to look at it and be like, oh, I know this character. But they're not acting how I know them, so how they're supposed to be acting. So that re- even reinforces how they're supposed to be acting in your mind. And I think that there's a value to yeah, that.
2: But I mean I also feel like that totally – that like all of that kind of weakens things where it's like, oh, they're acting different. I guess they're acting different because that's the way they're written in this particular
1: variation
2: of the universe. Um, yeah, but we're going
1: to – but I think that – well, I'm sorry. Go ahead.
2: No, and it's it's the same thing with like the the – Idea of the multiverse is worrisome, I think, in my opinion, because it's one of those things like right now, deaths matter. You know, I mean, like Iron Man is dead and that's it was a huge moment. But if they can pluck Iron Man from another universe that's very, very, very much similar or the same like they kind of have with Loki, like even at the end of Loki like that, those repercussions are kind of worrisome. And like, See, I,
0: I disagree with you because I feel like that—that that I get your logic about death needs to matter, and when it mm-hmm. when it just doesn't, when things can be resurrected or whatever, it yeah. doesn't mean anything.
2: Well, that's when this things series? get really complicated and bullshitty. Yeah.
0: But what I'm saying is, like, so far, I think they've done a great job where death doesn't need to be the only stake. And this Loki is not the Loki we had, but we now have this Loki with the history of our Loki dying. And I, I think that like, they yeah, can't do but, that with every character, but they I did mean, well then, with him. I, and I, I th- expect think- them to do, I don't expect them to bring back another Iron Man. And if they do, it's not going to be the Robert Downey Jr. G- our Iron Man. Like that Ar- That Iron Man, he died, his death means something. And there's stakes there tied to that that I don't I, think that I they're ever going to go back My
2: on. My biggest problem with this series as a whole is the, the line that they've said a couple of times where it's like, anything ha- can happen in the multiverse where it's like, well, alright, if anything can happen, then I-, I don't know that anything matters and that's why I like the MCU so much because we have this continuity that is like so special and important and I I just feel like the this show as a whole just like being able to be like, hey uh, and in this world Iron Man is dead and somebody else took his Thing And it just, it doesn't, I don't know. I, I, I don't like the way that like, it's so hand wavy and it just doesn't feel like they're
0: taking it seriously. I, mean, I think all of them building up the sacred timeline stuff and whether or not that's real in the Loki universe, it is real to us. And the MCU, there is our timeline, whatever you want to ascribe the title of it, 616 or the whatever the fuck numbers, all that shit. It doesn't matter. It's like we know what we're talking about. That so far there is our timeline, and everything else outside of that's multiverse. And the fact that inevitably we're now about to face this uh place where the Spider-Man movies, the different universes, the X-Men movies, all that stuff, those are all in the multiverse. I think what it what does well is it explains, yes, those all do exist somewhere. They don't need to relate to this, but they can relate to this. But we are still most invested in that one singular timeline. So, the yeah, anything can happen here is hand-wavy and, and, and can be bad if mm-hmm. that was the main universe we're focusing on. But it's just things that are affecting our universe through uh, enemies like Kang and other multiversal uh, things that we'll see inevitably coming up in the rest of phase four and five and whatever, but we'll see it's on them. And
1: like right now it's, it's getting confusing. That's what I was going to say is like, is like, I, I agree with Kevin, like that, that is a, uh, you know, a tool that can be wielded poorly, but up until this point, I think they've proven that they kind of have their heads wrapped around how not to abuse that. Right. And I do, I do think that like, obviously the Iron Man death is one of the most, you know, important and amazing moments in the in the MCU and I don't think they I think it would behoove them to make sure they don't uh mess with that at all. Um but and also I don't think Robert Downey Jr. wants to come back, right? I think he's gonna come back to like some of the voice stuff, but who do who knows? I don't know. Um but I I trust that they're gonna they're gonna use that appropriately. Um but also to Tim's earlier point, right? Like these stories to me are, are fun and I don't again I don't need them all to be world ending. I don't need people to be dead to, to die and stay dead forever. I think it's kind of fun that they can play around with it and bring like Doctor make Doctor Strange a bad guy uh, and have and have some of these uh different twists on these characters with this one. But I'm also I'm also just assuming that the that there's not a ton of like um lasting consequences coming out of the animated property.
0: Yeah. It's going to be interesting. We'll we'll see how it all shakes out before we move on any longer. Let me tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Uncommon Goods. If you're on a mission to be the best gift giver ever, this season it's never too early to start looking no matter who you're shopping for uncommon goods is the place to find remarkable and truly original gifts for anyone some of the cool things I got recently were the there's a baseball park map pint glasses that I got for one of my good friends James Burke he doesn't know it's coming yet but he is going to absolutely love the Oracle Park one uh, and also Gia got this puzzle that is really cool puzzles are always a fun thing right uncommon goods looks for products that are high quality unique and often handmade they have the most meaningful out of the ordinary gifts anywhere and with every Every purchase you make, Uncommon Goods gives one dollar back to a nonprofit partner of your choice. So make your holiday season stress-free. Check out their selection of thousands of items. To get fifteen percent off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com/kinda funny. That's uncommongoods.com/kinda funny for fifteen percent off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. U n c o m m o n g o o d s dot com slash kinda funny we're all out of the ordinary Uh, next up shout out to me undies are you afraid of the glow in the dark well shield your eyes because the new me undies halloween just dropped dead. If there's one collection you don't want to ghost, it's this one. I always love uh, undies. I always love their theme collections, and I especially love when they get fun, like with the Halloween ones. We're glowing in the dark, baby. MeUndies are made from natural fibers, sourced from beechwood trees, making their micromodal fabric soft, breathable, and dangerously cozy, and I can attest to all of that. Of course, even right now, wearing my MeUndies shirt, my lounge pants, my undies, and socks. I love the micromodal fabric all over my body. It is so soft, and I love being a big, soft boy. You can get your spooky season up and haunting with five new prints. I see you, my boo. Tricks and treats, lazy bones, and lazy pumpkin. Me Undies has a great offer for you, first time purchasers out there. You can get 15% off and free shipping. To get 50% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go to meundiescom morning. That's meundiescom morning. And finally, shout out to HelloFresh. Spooky season is also extra busy season, but one thing you can take off your plate is meal planning and grocery shopping because HelloFresh is here to keep you stocked and chopped. They deliver pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering recipes directly to you. We're talking fresh going from the farm to your door within a week. So you get the convenience without the sacrifice in quality. HelloFresh offers fantastic variety with over 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including vegetarian, so it works great for Paula and Kevin calorie smart and even gourmet options and they're bringing out all the fall options too, like one pot broccoli mac and cheese to make weeknight meals. Super easy. That sounds fantastic. And I really, really hope that I get to try that one. Cool. Greg's been using HelloFresh. Blessings been using HelloFresh. Kind of funny is a HelloFresh family. Go to HelloFresh.com morning 14 and use code morning 14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. That's up to 14 free meals, including free shipping at HelloFresh.com Morning14. Use code Morning14. So I reached out to you guys and Nick, or sorry, and Greg and Andy, and I asked everybody to rank the episodes from one through nine of most favorite to least favorite. And I'm pretty interested by the responses. I took all of them. I tallied up the numbers and I came up with the kind of funny ranking of what we thought of the episodes. And we were all over the place. There was a couple consistencies, but yeah. overall there was only one thing we all agreed on, and that is: what if Thor was the only child was the last one. Yeah, that's that the sense. only and thing I, yeah. we all agreed on. Um, otherwise, everything was kind of up in the air. Uh, I'd say the majority of, majority of us thought that uh, episode nine, what if, or sorry, episode eight, the second to last episode, what if Ultron one uh, was their number one. Uh, but yeah, so telling you guys what the uh-huh. the, the order is at number one we have what if ultron won episode eight and number two we have episode three what if earth lost his mightiest heroes interesting At number three we have episode one captain carter what if that she was the first avenger
1: that's fine I'm at, at fine number four that.
0: what <laughs> if the watcher broke his oath the finale
1: cool cool, cool.
0: uh at number five what if or episode four, Doctor Strange lost his heart, which I'm pretty interested in. Like that's a lot lower than than I had it for sure. I think I had um, three or four. So what's ah, interesting here cool. is the Ultron one, the the first episode, the first one is demonstrably higher voted than any of the others. Every other one I just named is very very close in voting, uh, including the next two, where we have uh, number six, what if T'Challa became Star Lord, and tied at number seven, we have. What if Killmonger killed Tony Stark? And what if zombies with the exact same amount? And then coming in at the last place, we have by by a long shot uh, with a total of five points compared to what if Ultron won at forty one points. <laughs> we have Thor. What if he was an only child? So kind of interesting stuff. There is there anything that stands out there for you guys?
1: No, I can I, that all kind of makes sense. I Man, I can see people's different tastes and stuff like that. I think where, where were zombies ranked? Zombies is second to last. Okay, see I ranked Time. that a little bit higher just because I thought it was a really fun episode, but I understand that it wasn't as like impactful as some of the other ones. That might be the only one that I would I would maybe argue for a little bit, only because to be honest, I'm just a sucker for a good old fashioned zombie yarn. Uh, and you throw in some superheroes and superpowers into this, and I thought it gave me the it gave me that like uh, getaway vibe of like uh there's no way that there's no way they're gonna survive. Then of course the ending of that one I thought was really cool when they show up to Wakanda and zombie Thanos is there with five out of the six infinity stones. Yeah. Um but no, I think. For me, Ultron One being number one, I thought that was just a really, really cool setup episode for you know, as 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 part one of the one-two punch. Um, and it was also correct me if I'm wrong, but it was the first sort of time we're like, oh, okay, this all built into this, right? Like, every single thing was going into this, and we're sort of getting a our head wrapped around that, like this actually is a series that's playing into a finale, not necessarily one-off episodes, right? Or was that- I mean,
0: there was hints, but it was hints definitely right. the most. Uh- direct because the episode of the party thor episode did end with ultron uh coming in and the watch yeah
2: being i guess confused. that
1: was used but that was the first time we'd seen ultron like yeah with, uh, with power with the infinity stones right so then when it starts off with the next episode and they start alluding to that you're like oh this is a continuation it's a direct like, continuation which yeah. is super cool and that was like i was like oh this is this is pretty dope this is a cool Again, it's like, what if What if all these episodes built into something? What if it was all building what toward if? one big fight? What if Tim? Yeah. Hello, Timney. Uh, uh, another thing Murphy. I didn't talk
0: about uh, when I was running through the, the stats and stuff, but the, the music, I really appreciate and love the job they did with the music of bringing back the motifs and themes for so many characters. Like even themes that we haven't heard for a long time and I didn't expect to hear again, like Killmonger's theme. Mm-hmm. And even when Killmonger was kind of like friends with Tony and then they did an Avengers theme remix with the Killmonger style. I was like, th- there's, cool. there's a lot of cool little ideas they did, which again, it just goes back to like, there's a lot of care and and trust being put into these projects. And like I said, this one might've been a little bit too ambitious to I'm, nail everything. It's interesting. I'm
1: shocked that you had that reaction to it. Sorry, going back to that, I'm, I I, I would have thought you would have been a lot more keen on this. You seem kind of middle of the road on it. Mm. Well, I just think that it it just, you know, again, yeah, it was really good, you. but yeah. I, I
0: think that it, it, I personally, I just think that it, it did not nail the one thing it was most important to you, which was being accessible to people and proving its importance as a show that you that is required mm-hmm. viewing. And I still think it's required viewing. I just don't think that it did a good job of expressing that to the audience over nine weeks. Interesting. Uh, I think that now, now that it's all on Disney+, Plus, I think it'd be a much, I mean, let me put it this way. It's gonna be a much easier sell for me to talk to Gia's sister who gave up watching week to week, who was enjoying it, but was mm-hmm. kind of like, I And, you know, I'll watch it when I get there, which right. is not how she's been someone who was newly addicted to the MCU. I wonder, now I can go to it and be like, hey, it's worth watching. Keep
1: going. And I think she's going to have a really good time. I do. I do wonder that, right? I wonder if it hit from the get go had been like, hey, this is all tied into itself. If you had known that from the get go, because then I would have been super intrigued. But like, how the hell are all these going to be? Yeah, like,
2: yeah I, I feel like it, all, it being revealed that like, oh, they're going to pull one character from every episode. Like I, I kind of feel like that's not necessarily enough because it's like, all right, you get the vibe. Like this is what, like this is the main character of this episode. This is how they act. Sure, I
1: thought it was cool. I mean, I'm also a sucker for like rebuilding teams, right? Like alt versions totally. of of the Avengers. I thought that was super cool. Um, but anyway, sorry. Back to the list itself. Um, so Doctor Strange was at number four, right? Is that what that was? Or number yes. three? Yes. Hold on actually, let me let me confirm. Uh Doctor Strange is at number five. Oh, number five. I would have thought that would have been higher. I thought that was yeah. a really powerful
0: episode. It's a really good episode. I, I think a lot of it comes down to the Doctor Strange story, specifically
1: the first Doctor Strange movie. I don't think really hits with a lot of us. Well, I mean um, that, I really the, like it. The beginning <laughs> of it is so it goes by so fast, right? They kinda like we're 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 to the car crash pretty quickly there, but I thought and we deal was... with it. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> the majority the, of the episode, the,
2: the absolute point in time thing, where it's like no matter what, she's gonna die. It feels so much like suddenly they're changing the rules of time traveling in this universe. And
0: See, the um, thing there, Kev, which I've been confused on too, is mm-hmm. my understanding. Now, having talked to people, it's that it's an absolute point in that universe that it has no, to happen. Yeah,
2: and and I understand that, but um, and like I get that it's paradoxically like. Like he wouldn't become who Doctor Strange, the you know, Magic Man, Supreme, Sorcerer A Supreme. Magic Man, <laughs>
1: <The> Magic Man.
2: <laughs> I pulled something. I grabbed whatever yeah, I did. could. Did. Yeah, El um, Diablo and the Magic Man. Uh, he, like he wouldn't have been, have been able to become that unless he got into that accident or, or if she died. Um, but it's just like I feel like that breaks what the MCU has already created for time traveling. Like the rules that they set, uh, or at least it didn't do a good enough job explaining things. Like I wish we had a little bit more exposition in that scene or in the, in that episode to like make things fit right. Because like that's that's I put that one second to last for me, and that's the biggest reason. Because like I just feel like they what they what the, um, they're messing around with the rules too much in a way that like it didn't do it for me. It it kind of breaks the episode when it's like oh I guess. He's just stuck in this loop, and now he's going to go further back. That's kind of where my, I get lost My there. thing
0: with that, though, is that I feel like we're still at a point that there aren't rules, and that it's just the rules from characters' perspectives. So it, it's yeah, like, tell but, the Sweden, mean, Ancient One, like, saying her whole thing about the flow of time. Like, she's responsible for the time stone. So, like, her views on how it all works and what's important versus what's not important, I think would be very different than, like, what we see in Loki, where there's multiple facets to play where one, the time doesn't mean shit where they are. There is no time. It's everything and nothing at once. But then also there is the TVA that's trying, like they have these goals. Those goals have now changed. Like I think that it, again, it's confusing because of the order of these things coming out. And I, I do agree that at the end of the day, it doesn't seem the best right now. And it does seem inconsistent, but I believe that Kevin Feige wouldn't allow that to happen without it eventually being like, okay, here's why though.
1: See, I liked, yeah. I understand where Kevin's come from on this one. I, I get that they're like, it feels like they're sort of rewriting the rules specifically for time travel, which is something that you kind of have to nail down for your audiences, other than, otherwise, it's going to feel very loosey goosey. But I'm sort of coming at this episode as one of my favorites just from the th- sort of thematic relevance of. And that absolute point, right? They put that stake in the ground and they say, you cannot change this. And it's the thing that destroys the character. And I thought that was such a compelling little one-off story to tell, right? No matter what he tried, no matter how many people he started killing, um, he could not get past this one point until it, it, until it cost him everything. And I thought that was a really, really cool kind of journey to be on, kind of, I mean, really messed up journey to be on, right? Like really a very dark story. And obviously we see the character itself from the, from the character design getting darker and darker and darker as he, as he looks forward. And what is I, what do they, they call him? The strange Supreme? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I, I do Super wish Bowl. that
2: that episode had gone a di- little bit differently where it became that he became obsessed with like becoming more powerful and kind of forgets that he's doing all of this to save her. I
1: think he kind of does though, right? Like he, I mean, it's not, he he always keeps her in mind, but he is obsessed. There is a level of obsession there. But
2: like the, the obsession is so that he can fix the time, like the, the time change. And then he goes back and tries to fix it. And that's when he breaks the whole universe and everything Mm -hmm. kind of like, Melts into black. I mean, moves. don't forget, he also
1: has to kill himself, right? The last person he has to kill is the alternate or like the broken right. apart when version split, of him, yeah. which is such a f- screwed up thing to have to do in an episode. But I also love that that's sort of like we see that and then we see sort of his redemption arc, which is that he has to now be the, the gatekeeper or the prison guard to this this pocket dimension that he's watching Killmonger. And and uh what's the uh, Hydra soldier or the Hydra guy? Hydra stomper. Uh, no, oh Arden Zola, Zola. Zola. Yeah, yeah so he's got Zola and he's got to watch he's got to watch over them for all eternity as they're like locked in battle trying to figure trying to grab those stones uh, I just think that's a cool little payoff for that whole story which is like a little redemption art for him which is I like but him. Yeah,
2: maybe I like pluck it. the stones out of that moment and then now that both of them don't have the power you know then you're not gonna watch them just put them in a dark dimension
1: I mean just take the stones away from them that's what I'm just, saying just yeah, destroy <laughs> Zola and be like cool we're good put Killmonger yeah, back there you more. go. Uh, I mean, yeah, there's that's 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 definitely going to be a, a bigger issue with a lot of these things is right as, as they start, as they continue to educate us on all of the rules of this stuff. You do start to wonder, like it, it does open some plot holy moments. And I think we mm-hmm. talked about that a lot, specifically the last couple of episodes. We were like, well, we've seen Thanos snap his fingers and change reality. Right. And yeah. Thanos is is for all intents and purposes, he's very this, hard to kill. But he is also just of he's a very intelligent being that's mortal, right?
2: But the, they they had the brilliant solution in Endgame of being like, hey, they got rid of those stones, right? Right. But but my point so, then was then like, it's still
1: in the universe, though. But my my point was as we I'm as sorry, we're watching what? this happen, as oh yes, no. yeah. Sorry, but as but but the issue that I think we had a little bit uh, toward the last couple episodes was like we are now. You know, we've watched all these. We're smart enough to understand sort of like how these stones work, and we've seen them work in way different ways. So it's kind of weird that like Avengers could go against Ultron, even with this like spell that Doctor Strange or Strange Supreme has cast on them, and and have anywhere close to any like chance of making it out alive. It's kind of ridiculous, right? Yeah. But they so we had to sort of that was one disappointing thing. And Tim, you talked about how we had to sort of like it didn't quite stick the landing. That's the thing that didn't quite stick the landing for me was that. We have that wonderful moment in Infinity War where they go to nowhere and they're like, "Oh, we beat him and he goes, no," and you start hearing Thanos laugh after Gamora thinks she's killed him, and it's not. He's just altered reality and rolled back time. Whatever they're seeing is just totally When you got yeah, when you and they turned yeah, I turned into the bubbles. When you bubble think about what president. he
0: did with the reality stone, it's like Dados, What the fuck are you doing? Are you He's Michael trying- Myers in Halloween? He's oh yeah, a big fan of theatrics. Like, but, like you I, know was, I, mean? I rewatched Infinity War like uh like last week or so, and like when you think about what he does with the reality stones, he turns things into butterflies, he turns things into bubbles, he turns them well, like, into like he, Slinkies and shit. It's isn't like, that, isn't that perfect doing?
2: that they're all like little dumb trinkets and toys? Yeah,
0: that's all
1: they the, are. To you him. know what I uh, mean? Because
2: whatever, it, that's all they are to him. It but also, like, I don't necessarily think that he is this malicious. Like, obviously, his plan is malicious and destructive. But like, it's all rooted in, not in his cruelty, but in his like
1: he sees it as mercy, right? He sees it yeah. as like yeah. his compassion, his love, uh,
2: mercy, yeah. Because that's what he he did to his own planet, right? Yeah. Titan. He was like, let or attempt to let's let's do this 50-50, including myself. And they said no, and the Titan falls apart. So, like, that all fits to the character, and, like, that all feels What I'm saying is,
1: though, like, when when he used it, it just felt a lot more, like, unbeatable than when Ultron uses it in the final episode of this thing. And I think that was an issue for me going in. I'm like, I should feel like there's no way they're going to win. And I thought it was so just that that moment at the end of end game was so clever that i'm like you can't possibly get close to that and i just feel like it was it was a bit of a letdown when they inevitably beat ultron even though it was kind of clever he's like yeah i knew this was gonna happen the whole time and you're like oh cool that was pretty cool like he kind of understood what was going to watch I was like i get it I, this is what has to happen kind of playing the chess pieces as they lie mm-hmm. um i still felt like it wasn't i still felt like Part of me was like, why doesn't Ultron just snap his fingers and blink him out of existence? Yeah. I, I mean, don't understand why he can't do that. That's like, the Like he's reality. smart enough. He's he's a hyper smart intel like AI that's like getting exponentially better and smarter at this thing. You don't think he would have figured out, boom, everything's gone. He just snaps everything out of existence.
2: At one point, doesn't he kind of create an explosion that implies like destroys the galaxy? Yeah. And I then they cut does. back to they them galaxy. and it's one of those things. What?
0: A galaxy, because that's yeah, during the scene what where they're you like being what I mean? cut where, through. Like, uh, but it,
2: like the fact that like we can just be like, yeah, a galaxy is just kind of like, all right. Well, so it doesn't matter how big the explosion was. Their magic armor suits protected them from it. You know what I mean? So it could have been a yeah, uh, bedroom size explosion, and I'm it would have okay. done the same effect.
0: I'm okay with all of that. I, again, I don't love it. I, I don't love how the the this all came together. And I wish that it was cleaner. And I wish that I enjoyed the way that they did it more than I actually did. I like and think that it works how they did this, because we don't know all the rules of how these stones work in different universes. It's not the comics. This is the MCU version telling of these stories. And with what we saw in Loki of like, cool, their paperweights in the TVA, in this uh, place outside of time and all that, like, cool that can affect these differently. We don't know how these stones work when they're in other universes. We don't know that like Ultron no matter how smart he is, if he has the knowledge of how to use them all correctly. He's rapidly learning how to do all this stuff, but we see him going through the like breaking as he's fighting the Watcher into all of these different universes and timelines and like moments and whatever and it's affecting those differently. So it's like what the where they end up with Str- with Strange in particular like kind of becoming this ridiculously OP character that we see throughout his episode and uh kind of like destroying all the different beasts and stuff. It's like that is something we don't know. We don't know how powerful he is compared to even all of the stones. So it's like him having the shields and stuff. They set it up that he is ridiculously powerful. And that's on top of Doctor Strange, somebody we already know has right. ridiculous magic power. So it's like I think that at the end of the day, to I just said a lot of things to make it really simple. I don't like how OP they made everybody in the final fight. Cause it just made it mm-hmm. all too much, but I think they did play by their own rules enough. And it was OP versus OP. So I am okay with them. Like, well, why didn't they just do this with the stones or whatever? It's like, well, Dr. Strange could counter that because he's strange Supreme. And like, he is fucking ridiculously powerful. And they, we don't know how the stones work in these different universes and stuff. And I imagine one day we'll,
1: get into that. And and he does lose, right. You know, you see that moment where all the, all of his spells start to just sort of like rip off of Mm -hmm. people as, as Ultron's kind of powering up. Um, so that does work as well. It's just like, there's, there's the flip side of that also, which was, um, I think it was in the episode prior where it's, what if Ultron 1, where we do see Thanos and he's got all the infinity stones, except for the, the um, mind stone, mind. and he just goes phew, 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 and just bisects him. And you're like, oh shit, yeah. like yeah. that was easy to do, which I thought was actually really, really cool. I was like, that was not, cause I was thinking, oh, it's gonna be so interesting to watch him go against Thanos. And you're like, nope, that was a nice, well, see, an, an actual cool subversion of expectations. <laughs>
0: and what, what's cool with that is like, even just following the logic of just what we've seen of the stones, which granted, despite these stones being in so many of these movies, We don't see them much. Like, it's essentially Mm. Infinity War and a little bit in Endgame uh, that we see them actually used, especially in tandem with each other. And oftentimes we see the color glow of, like, obviously the green for time or, like, the purple for power and all that. We'll see the Mind Stone being, like, worked with uh, in tandem with some of the other things, which allows – the Mind Stone kind of allows them to do the snap. You know, it allows them to use all the stones together. And And I think that that's kind of the interesting thing. Somewhat – so it's like you need all of them and you need the Mind Stone to be able to control all the stones together. And even then, like the different Wait, what, what characters are you we've that seen, from? I'm just saying, I I think that that would make sense for how they, they place this. Yeah, yeah I'm cannon just cannon. like that. There's like I said, there's not much evidence in these things. But like sure. what we've seen of how they're using him in tandem. Why wasn't he just using all the stones at all time? That's a good reason why, you know, like that yeah. and that from there's been now a couple of times where that would have made sense where. All the stones are only being used when the Mind Stone's being used. Whereas all the other stones, we are we're seeing kind of in different tandems with each other. Mm-hmm. Whereas the Mind Stone's usually powering Vision, right? right. right. Vision's dead for the tenth time. Ugh, poor Paul Bettany. What's he gonna do? What is he gonna do? He I gonna don't know. Do? I don't know. This has been a great talk. I love this. I love talking about all this stuff. Let, <laughs> let's get into it. That's
1: what I'm saying. You guys are all lukewarm on this series. Look at we're, we we could wax poetic on all these episodes for yeah, hours I, on end.
0: I, I, I,
2: the fact that, like...
1: Was, oh, you guys are like, what happened at the end of Loki? Who cares? That's what I'm saying right the, now. What if Loki, number one? I, yeah,
2: I, that's the thing. I think each one of these shows that we've seen so far, their ending has, like, a purpose. Like, right? I mean, the first, uh, like, Winter Soldier, no... Captain America and Falcon is no god,
0: I'm so close. Falcon. Winter Soldier and, and Falcon. Winter Soldier. Oh, there, it the other is. Way, yes. there it
2: is. Close, close. I At the end of that, though. we created a new Captain America. Like we walk away from him and We're like, ah, that's mm-hmm. Captain America. At the end of WandaVision, Wanda is walking out and like is now
0: He has the dark hold.
1: What's what's a dark hole, Tim? It's uh, it's like book. milk chocolate, but dark chocolate. Nice. Okay. The uh, chaos no, but, magic book.
2: Got the it. dark okay. hole.
0: Yeah
2: yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was joking, but um, she, but she's on a journey to find her kids. It seems like, right? Or at least has an understanding of magic and is wants to take that. Sorry, Cecil's losing his shit. Paula walked by and caught his attention, and he's no, he's
1: got, he's chasing insane. his tail right now. Yeah, he's chasing
2: his tail. Yeah. Um, and then what? Uh, what's the? And then Loki obviously introduced <laughs> Hang and. Like, even like, there's another season coming, so there's mm-hmm. more story. This, I just don't get what what if comes out of.
1: Well, I that's the thing, I don't necessarily Wait. think there needs to be, right? But that, but that's also well, that's that's what I'm is, saying. Like, that, look at how, look at how, how we, we well, have look them, at how, the watcher, right? The watcher now kind of is he broke
0: his oath, he's interacting with, with uh, different universes. It's like the multiverse is now broken
1: open in a different I, way. Sorry, we have the guardians of the multiverse, that,
2: these are all things that lead. That have an impact on the MCU. Yes. But proper. I will
1: argue I would argue they're unnecessary. Right. So that's what's so interesting about this, right? Is like at the end, when's the last time we saw Sam and Bucky and and the the shield in the MCU in the cinematic universe, right? Who who does he hand? He hands the shield over to Sam, right? And Sam's like, I don't know about this, right? And that's the last time we see him. So if they had just picked it up with Sam being The new Captain America, they would not have needed too much more setup for that. What's cool about a lot of this stuff is they're filling in jump
2: we see from Iron Man, uh, the end of Iron Man three to Infinity War. Is that what it is? Where he's got (laughs) Age of Ultron. Where he's once again in Iron Man, and we're like, that's weird. In the last movie, at the end of it, he's giving up Iron Man. And now he's back, and you know what I mean. Like, there's a gap yeah, but, there that doesn't. But
1: again, those those are easily explained, right? You don't need eight hours to explain why why the guy. But that's I think Iron that's Man one of one of the, one of the Iron reasons Man, so Iron Man again, right? What I'm saying is a lot of these series are cool, but they are ultimately unnecessary. They're entertaining, and I'm glad they exist, and they serve, in my opinion, to fill a a, a fun a fun area where they they're, they're sort of filling in some of these details that don't need to be filled in. I don't need necessarily see Sam struggle and grapple with the idea of being Captain America for 8 episodes. It's great and I thought it was good storytelling and it's and it, and it and it fleshes out his character more, but I already love Sam and I want him to be Captain America. So they could have literally started the next movie with him as Captain America and had a few lines of dialogue of him like getting used to the suit and I think it still would have worked. I'm glad that they're what I'm saying is they're using these series to sort of like back up cool stuff for the MCU but I right. don't think they're ever in I don't think in the brain of Kevin Feige he's like the the series are going to be as important as the movies I think the movies are always going to take precedent
2: I don't know man I I, disagree, I, I hope I hope that's definitely the way they're seeing
1: stuff I just I mean they're definitely not right because yeah. like the movies make billions of dollars and the series don't necessarily do that so the movies are always going to be more important until that yeah, revenue But that
2: the movies processed. cost like an absurd amount of money to make some of the shows have cost a lot of money I'm not entirely sure like what I think that Loki was probably the most expensive one, right? Right, but the yeah, same with know. the same
1: with Loki, right? Like the Loki exists to introduce the concept of the multiverse in Kang, but that's not something that we we need that much time. Like to you I mean, any I argument
0: think... you're making here you can apply to any of the movies as
1: well. Of course. What I'm saying is, you guys are saying all all these shows have to have world ending consequences, and I'm saying I'm, that I don't I'm think not, that's I'm what not saying they
2: at, have right? to have world ending. I'm saying that they grow the MCU. Like, now we understand Kang in a way that we wouldn't have understood him if he was just introduced in, what, the Multiverse of Madness? Ant-Man. No, no, the other one. Ant-Man, that's right.
1: Quantum of Solace. I think, but, but do right? Because- Quantumania.
2: Quantumania. that's it.
1: But, I mean, uh, again, not, not to disagree with you, but Dewey? I mean, he's... We talked yeah, about no. King for 20 minutes in one of the episodes.
2: I mean, he's like a complex ass character, is what we're yeah, gonna but, get. But we like, talked
1: about him for 20 minutes of the last episode, right? We didn't yeah, even know King like, was, was a was a character in this until the very last episode of Loki. So, like, I think a lot I, of these things are think like a I lot think lot lot of people tricking us in, in, into believing that these are incredibly important when we're only really getting like a little bit of nugget of something that goes to back up what's gonna happen in the larger. But I, I,
2: I guess that like that's the case, like. After I'm done watching this stuff, I go and then try to do research about the, the, the characters. Like of course you do. The the but average of the, the Kane, average
1: Joe Blow viewer that's gonna go watch these in the movie theaters. No, the, but they're gonna watch our YouTube videos.
2: A, a bunch of them are gonna watch YouTube videos that will explain the stuff that we're talking about.
1: You know what maybe, I mean? Maybe, or they'll just go into the movies and they'll just watch the what that part where the character goes, That's Kane the Conqueror. He's this, this, and this. And they go, Okay, cool. <laughs> like Yeah, but like watch.
2: that you're right. Like but the comp- like the complexity of the MCU isn't May, like being made for those viewers, you know what I mean? I mean, it, it, like, no, no, no. The but movie that's, that's what I'm saying was... is, like,
1: I think that I think they're doing. Sorry. I'm not saying these are bad series. I'm saying they're doing a very smart job of hedging mm-hmm. their bets, right? They're giving us a lot of a lot more detail. It's like reading a compendium to the movies is how I view some of these series, right? I don't ultimately think that you need to watch the Loki series to understand who Kang is. I think they'll still have to set that up a little bit in the movies when Kang is introduced to the Multiverse of Magic. Doctor Strange is going to have to be like, I've never encountered this person before. Who is he? And someone's going to have to explain who it is, right? And they're going to, and thus, by virtue of that, explain it to the audience members that maybe didn't watch Loki or mm-hmm. don't have a Disney plus subscription, but still want to take their family to go to these movies. So it's cool that they are able to make and th- these series, but they also have to make sure that they're hedging their bets and, and they're going to introduce these characters properly in the, in the old, old you know, overarching timeline of the of the movies themselves. Yeah. Does that makes sense. We'll
0: have, we'll have to see. I, I think that it's just rough now because of all the pandemic stuff and orders and like, like Falcon Winter Soldier was not the show. It should have been. WandaVision was not the show. It should have been. By all accounts, loki was the show it should have been so i'm expecting us to get more loki's in the the future hopefully uh but the future is so far away nick
1: can you hit me with haiku in review please seven syllables in the middle you got five for the first and last line if you're not poetic no need to sweat it haikus don't need to rhyme i say haiku and review what haiku yeah. in review everybody now
0: you can to go you. to patreon.com slash kind of funny to write your reviews in haiku form, just like Andrew Feisner did. The biggest mixed bag. Pieces, not in good order. <laughs> what a jumbled mess.
1: Okay, okay.
0: Samuel Griffin saying, what ifs pitch meeting? Let's kill Tony Stark for fun. Mm. Just kidding. Unless. One if. That was good. <laughs> um, and then we got z Paul. Saying you can see what if the watcher stopped just watching to save everything. So there we go. What if I could review? Cool. Um, pff, I'm gonna say it we're not gonna do a ragu bagu. Yeah, for this one. no, 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 no oh, Ultron, Ultron. this Ultron. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Ultron, Ultron. yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I do have, you the have full Ragu votes. I am though. going to find it okay. for you guys. I don't have the vote, but I, I think that we'll all I thought he was we'll a, I thought we'll he vote.
1: was while you're finding that, I will say I thought it was a compelling villain. I thought he was very interesting. I, I I'm fascinated by if you would have told me, hey, we're gonna do a story where Ultron gets the infinity stones, I'd be like, that is a terrifying and cool concept to play around with. I don't hundred percent think they stuck the landing and it's unfortunate they couldn't get Spader mm-hmm. back for it. But everyone was not was hard on this voice actor that did Ultron I thought he was pretty good I thought he brought just a different style to it a different tone to it and it was kind of straightforward it's almost like the guy played it like it's a foregone conclusion that Ultron's going to win which sounds like I'm being negative on it but that's I don't I don't mean it in that way I thought it was pretty cool yeah I also didn't have an issue with his voice I just wished it was Spader like I feel oh, yeah, like that would yeah, know, have that that Spader's got such iconic classic voice right he's up there with with a lot of the other great voice actors of the day or voices of the day yeah so,
0: I enjoyed him a lot. I, I thought that he, uh, the fight scenes he was in were fantastic. I, I thought that there was a lot of like spectacle, really cool uses of the stones I that his story was was very engaging. I was in it the entire way through. I think it got a little too OP. The fights got a little too grandiose and big and like a little too heady of like, what is happening right now? And it kind of lost me there. And at the end of the day, I just think that we didn't get enough time throughout the series building up just the villains. Having the two episodes was nice, but I do think episode eight was much better than episode nine but having said that i still think i would rank rank him pretty high i mean i'd rank him higher than og ultron oh me too well i, I mean too.
2: i don't i don't think i'd go higher than b
0: so yeah we're, now let's Glass. let's see where we even want to start here we have the s tier a tier b tier c tier going uh, from there let's
1: let's go we'll start at the a tier i don't think he's going to be s tier definitely not s tier
0: i agree um a tier starts with he who remains from Loki slash the TVA Fucking and then ends with Mysterio from Far From Home.
1: Ugh.
2: Yeah, he's like Mysterio's definitely better than him, right? What what is B tier?
0: Then B tier starts <laughs> with Baconator from first class yeah. and ends with Ultron from yeah. Ultron. <sighs> I think it's above I Ultron. Mean,
2: yeah, so I definitely think it's B tier, right?
1: I mean, I would argue. I could argue. I, that he's so more, I could
0: argue for a. I could argue. I could
1: argue for that him. I think he's. I think he's a much more compelling villain than Mystique or Mysterio. Not Mystique. Sorry, Mysterio. Mysterio. I and mean, yeah. I like Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought that was cool. But I mean, yeah. I, I thought the concept behind this and, the, and his I, motivations were fascinating and terrifying. The I fact mean, that he I, was I think able, able to find this, a multidimensional pocket where the Watchers hiding in and break yeah, through he, it and he, kill him is cool.
2: He just found it because, like, what the computer got like. I I don't even know like, that's, how that's he. That's Ultron's thing, though. So he just had five five thing. stones, and that made it so he can magically, for convenience' sake, hear the Watcher. You know, like like what, I don't know what the like I to me he's so OP and yet so like stupid about what he's doing with his powers uh, that it just uh, it's it, he's well, not ranking very high. I
1: mean, I guess it depends on your touchstone for like what makes a good villain, right? But like at, at a certain point in the series, I was like, that is it gave me that feeling when you were a kid and you're watching like a horror movie of like the, the bad guy, like you can't get away from it. And I got that feeling when I was watching what a Volcatron one, I got that feeling when they're fighting. I'm like, there's no way they can beat this guy. And I think that's a really cool accomplishment. I think that speaks yeah, yeah. to the setup of the character. And I think the acting of the character is there and you have that when you're, when you're, when you are filled with for a second, that feeling of dread of like, Oh no, I'm really these, these characters that I love, the protagonists are in like mortal, peril right now i think that's pretty cool and i think that's a sign of a good like good old fashioned bad guy mm. there's yeah, no I, way i, I could put I it
0: above mysterio uh Mainly because I loved like they made Mysterio cool. Mysterio was one of the villains that I missed. Mean, Jake thought. Gyllenhaal, bro, get out. And go I mean, over, even you know? like, I mean he's awesome. But it's like even just the the scene of him fucking with Peter with like the snow globe and the zombie Stark and all that. That's one of my favorite oh, scenes in cool. the MCU period. Um, I like that. At the end of the day, Mysterio wins. It. The movie ends with him exposing Peter Parker, like uh, and like making it look like mm. he's a murderer. Like I think there's a lot of, of really cool stuff there. So I what's, can't go that high. So then, I don't B-tier, uh, it's me B-tier. and Kevin win that out. So he, he'll be in B-tier somewhere, unless he's even oh. lower. But I I, I I, say he's B. I could see
2: him being top of B-tier.
0: But that's my thing.
2: Baconator from first class.
0: Let me read Not these great. to you guys. Yeah. Let me read <laughs> these to you and see if you think that he is better than all of them. Oh, my God. I uh, thought you said Bacon guy.
1: Greg is insane.
0: I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is, to be clear, Kevin Bacon <laughs> in it. first class. Yep. Got it. Uh, I,
2: I want to just reiterate that I urged us to purge everyone that isn't MCU Can't out of it. this list to it. make that it would make it a much better list, and it goes on, the list, list it's on the list
0: It's on the list, Kevin. So listen to me here. Baconator first class, Pearson, Logan and X-24 from, uh, from Logan striker from X2 hydra from captain America, winter soldier, and then Ultron from Ultron. I'd go
1: number above all those. I'll put them above Kevin Bacon.
2: I agree with that. And that was originally where I thought he'd fit, so
1: fucking nailed it. I do want to give a shout-out to Kevin Bacon, though. You know why? I just watched uh, Five Minutes of Tremors last weekend. Love that Ooh, movie. Ooh, good
2: for great you. Film. Great <laughs> yeah, film.
1: Great film. <laughs> Might watch it this weekend. We'll see. You.
2: Hard to, f- to watch on stuff. Though, I don't have edit second. access. I think <laughs> it's on AMC sucked. right
1: now. Interesting. Just copy AMC and paste
2: and make a note. That's AMC. what I'm
1: doing. Just tweet it at Greg. He'll figure uh, it out. Nick, Can I get your AMC login? Thanks. Uh, oh, I don't have an AMC enough.
0: You should All look right. at whatever provider you have.
1: Fair enough. I can look into it.
0: And now it's time, everybody, to rank the M. Oh, you go. and those abs, baby. Uh, I wish we got some watcher abs <laughs> for Nick to, to rank in this. What um, so what I'm going to do is we're just going to vote for where we think it is, and then I'm going to read the whole list so everybody knows where we're at. Okay. Copy
1: that. And That's a smart use of our time here. Thank you, Tim.
0: Thank you. Thank you very much, Nick. Um, so to start off, I'm going to read Greg and Andy's thoughts and let mm. them rank. Boo. Mm. Mm.
1: Mm. I Andy, feel like they
0: should get half a vote.
1: <laughs> you know, Andy Cortez
0: gonna... says, What if missed a bit more than it hit for me? Jeffrey Wright was fantastic, but unfortunately for me, some bad writing and bad delivery from the other actors outweighed the positives. I put this below Iron Man 3 at number 26. That's way too low. Andy, get get over yourself. Greg mm, mm, mm. Miller says, I would put it at number 19. Because with the exception of Black Widow and First Avenger, this is where I enter my, man, I'm not stoked to rewatch this. What if at its bright spots, give me all the Captain Carter content. I'm glad I watched it, but I haven't thought much about any of the episodes after they aired. I love when the MCU does the unexpected and makes us debate theories, motives, and decisions after the credits roll. Most of what if episodes felt incomplete, and the fact that anything could happen made for plots that weren't grounded enough to dig into. In the end, what if ends up being just a cartoon. It's one with a lot of our favorite actors and cool ideas, but if this was just airing on Disney XD and wasn't billed as MCU, I doubt I would have made time for it or felt like I was missing much. Uh, so, yeah, that leads to us. I'm going to say I'm right there with Andy. Number 26 wow. under wow. Iron Man 3 uh, and above Hulk. Wow. I think that this is one of the weaker MCU projects. Again, yeah. I really, really enjoyed it. But I do think it has more in common with Hulk, Thor, and Thor 2 than it does any of the, the movies wow. above it. Interesting.
2: Um, I, let me go next. I would put it right above Dark World. Oh, shit. It did, Yeah, it didn't do much for me, if I'm being honest. And mm. by the end of the season, it really was a drag to watch these episodes. Um, I don't think if we were, like, I, and this is being completely honest, if we were doing interview, I don't know if we weren't doing interview. Or, you know what I'm saying? I don't know that I would have, like, continued to watch this season after, like, the third or fourth
1: episode. Nick Serpino, take us home. Uh, I mean, I would, obviously, I'm going to get outvoted here, but I would put this much higher on the list. I think that's... Um, this is for me a really fun, like kind of classic style cartoon. And I know that I I was, I don't know, maybe I'm filled with nostalgia here, but I think overall it came together a lot better in my opinion than Falcon and Bucky. Um, I didn't love the protagonists or excuse me, the antagonists in that. And I just felt like a lot of that, uh, was was most of the strength of of sam and bucky hanging out together and that just wasn't enough for me to for it to be super memorable to me um although i do love uh, mm-hmm. sam's journey to to becoming captain america which i think was the sort of the core of that one but i think this one overall came together better than honestly i think it came together better than the majority of um the mcu series that we've seen so far but i can't put it above most of those movies so i'd probably put it at number 17 right above fucking bucky There
0: we go. So that means the new MCU as it stands for the next couple weeks until we return with the Eternals. Uh, Number one, Endgame. Number two, Infinity War. Number three, Homecoming. Number four, Civil War. Number five, Ragnarok. Number six, Winter Soldier. Number seven, Guardians 2. Number eight, Loki. Number nine, WandaVision. Number 10, Avengers. Number 11, Guardians 1. Number 12, Shang-Chi. Number 13, Iron Man. Number 14, Far From Home. Number 15, Black Panther. Number 16, Doctor Strange. Number 17. We got Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I was going to make fun of you, Kevin. I decided not to do it. So there you go. That's yours for the day. Number 17, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Number 18, Captain Marvel. Number 19, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Number 20, Ant-Man. Number 21, Black Widow. Number 22, Iron Man 2. Number 23, Age of Ultron. Number 24, First Avenger. Number 25, Iron Man 3. Number 26. Give it to me one last time, Nick.
1: What? And? Question mark
0: number 26 (laughs) what if number 27 hulk number 28 thor and number 29 thor 2 the dark world like i said earlier we're going to return later this week with a spider-man 1 rewatch very excited to hang out with you guys talk about that again uh and then next week we'll be back with ghostbusters and edgar wright's last night in soho and remember if you like other movies that we're not doing in review for we're just doing reviews that is where you want to go to kind of funny screencast for uh we got dune coming up this week and then we got a whole bunch of other stuff too and as we move into 2022 there's going to be a whole bunch of tv shows we're doing because right now we do the weekly uh reactions to all of the mcu stuff but we got dc's peacemaker coming when the boys comes back we're going to be doing it we Can't got an invincible season two at some point it's about to get crazy you're definitely going to want to be subscribed to youtube.com slash kind of funny and the kind of funny screencast and kind of funny in-review podcast feeds. Please drop what you're doing right now. If you've made it this far in the show and you are not subscribed to any of those things, please just do it. Just do it for me. Do it for Kevin. Do it for Cecil. I'm
2: not not ashamed of it. I'll beg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Please. Please God. Do it. Please.